Hey, this is Scott, co-founder of Arcosaur Tabletop and DM of the Arcosaur D&D podcast. I'm just wanting to take a minute to let you know that our website, ArcosaurTT.com, is up and running, and we also have opened a merch store that can be accessed through our website. We have shirts, hoodies, tumblers, and all sorts of stuff, including an adventurer's pack. I love the adventurer's pack. Please be sure to drop by and check it out for yourself. Thanks and enjoy the show. Hi, you're listening to Arcosaur D&D. This series contains content not quite suitable for children, so viewer discretion is advised. Hey, this is Scott, the DM for Arcosaur D&D. Just wanted to make this little piece of audio to inform that episode 9, or what was originally episode 9, had some technical difficulties, and uh, because of a glitch in, in the software that we were using, I didn't realize the microphone wasn't recording on my end, so I have no audio for that entire episode to summarize what had happened as the party landed in Chult. They did a little bit of shopping around, got themselves a, a wagon and a dinosaur because there's dinosaurs in Chult. They got a dinosaur to pull the wagon. And while they were on their way, the deeper they got into Chult, the more dangerous it got. And there were all sorts of you know creatures and dinosaurs that they could have had encounters with. And they ran into a small grouping of Compsonathus when they woke up uh, from a time camping in the middle of a clearing. And as they were heading further in, they ended up getting ambushed by Velociraptors. Suffice it to say, they went on ahead and took care of those very neatly and very cleanly, and there was no issue. So, and there was a little bit of a, a back and forth between, like, they captured a Compsonathus, and Suka wanted to keep it as a pet, but she wasn't able to keep it as a pet because it was always constantly trying to escape, and in, during one of the combat sequences, it did escape, and I think it either ran away or got eaten. I don't remember. It's been a little while since uh, we ran this episode. So, again, I apologize for the inconvenience. There's kind of a time skip. That's basically what happened, and yeah. That's that's pretty much it. So uh, on with the episode. In the land of Baldur's Gate, we follow two intrepid adventurers on their quest to either find their fate or seal their doom. This is Arcosaur D&D. And... Welcome back to Arcosaur D&D. I am your host and DM for the night, Scott, and we still have playing with us. Deanna playing Lysera Dragonsbane and controller of Uthra the Manticore. And I am TS, still playing Asuka, who is kind of Kobold Queen, kind of Master of Dragons. And apparently a copy. (laughs) 
and, but mostly dragons. Yep. And last time, <laughs> you made your way down southeast, um, along no semi-mile along the river Sonishar, and or Sosenstar. There we go, Sosenstar. And because it's really hard to read blurred Jonas words. Star. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I think it's Shona Star. Uh, I'd have to double check in uh, the Neverwinter guide. Um, according to the the location information I'm looking at, it's S O S H E N S T A R, Sosin Star. Yeah. So anyway, and made your way to Camp Vengeance, or what used to be Camp Vengeance. Um, what you see before you is a camp formed by wooden palisades dotted with a number of watchtowers and a main gatehouse, and it is erected by a 20-foot deep 6.1-meter trench lined with sharpened wooden stakes facing outward. The gates appear to be open as you are getting there toward the end of your day. Oh, yay. We don't seem to be dealing with any bone golems today. Kira said that was a problem the last time she was down here. Hmm. Um. So, there's no people that we can see, or? Um, you do see that. I mean. You, you do see that there are fires alight in the watchtowers. Um, nothing like, a, you know, blazing you know, huge flames like it's on fire. No, just like lantern light. Okay. And you see uh, sil silhouettes on the parapets. You're you're far enough away that, or you're close enough that you can hail them, but they don't seem to be hailing you at the moment. They're probably yeah, making uh, ready to bed down. We'll just walk up. We'll, yeah, we'll hail them and let them know we're on our way. Alright, um... One of them on the parapet goes, no, or yeah, one of them on the parapet goes, or in one of the watchtower goes, Hail, what business do you have? I'm uh, through, we'll but we'd like to bed down here for the night. Yeah, what she said. <laughs> <sighs> he goes, Well, no business, but if you wish to find a place to sleep on whichever direction you're traveling. We will. We do have a tent that is available, if you don't mind sleeping in rougher conditions. We've been sleeping on the ground. I think that's an improvement. Oh, yes. Cots are an improvement. Well, the gate's open. It will be closed here in the next four minutes, so I suggest you get inside. I know. Okay. You all head into... All right. no, no shock that I'm riding a manticore. No. They've seen weirder. True. Um, as you're walking... As you're walking... Or, as you're riding your manticore in... Um, one of the... One of the guards says... No, what? one of the guards you know, looks at and goes... Another person with some sort of bestial mount. I swear... Last person that came in here was riding a giant blue beetle. Might have been my cousin. And th this Does is he have kinda... red hair? Yes. 
Yeah, that was my cousin Kira. Well, she was interesting to say the least, and they they just kind of <laughs> move move off. Um, sh- shortly after you get inside, the gates are closed and locked, and the guard is not necessarily doubled, but there are more guards that are walking <clears throat> the parapets, and a cler- a cleric walks up to him and goes, "Yes, um, does anybody need uh, healing?" Uh, removal of curses, any kind of um, unguents, ointments. Uh, I don't believe so, but uh, let's check with the rest of them. And Suka just kind of hops down and says, "Kobolds, file out!" <laughs> and just all the kobolds just file. start marching out <laughs> of the carts until it, there's like thirty of them. Yep. Okay. Yeah, and, and uh, I'm just standing there in front of Uthra. Yep, he goes, oh, my, there, there are a lot of you. Um, So, uh, does anybody have an injury? And he sees some younger kobolds, or a boo-boo? Is there anybody that, that needs any help? All of them seem to be whole in hell. You've been keeping them very, very um, protected. Safe. And safe. Okay. It appears uh, no one is injured and no one's sick. And I do believe we haven't run into any witches, so no curses. Thank you for the offer. Yeah. No strange diseases either. Well, that's. I mean, we've got a little compy that. I don't know if you've ever checked any of those. Um. I can't say I have. Um, we usually exterminate them on site. Is that a pet? Yes, it I is mine. I think Suka's trying to make it one. Oh, no, not she that. It was cute. Not, not that. And oh. he points over at Uthra. Oh, no, no. He's not <coughs> my pet. He's my friend. Oh, allied creature. Okay. Um, does it speak? And Uthra clears the sword. You can goes, ask it. And Uthra clears the sword and goes, uh, He's a him. Yeah. U- Uthra clears his throat and goes, I can speak. And he goes, oh, my. Um, do, do you need any assistance? Not from you. Oh, uh, okay. Um, well, uh, food is this yeah. way? And he starts leading you off towards, uh, towards a place where you guys can eat. It's, it's a, it's a mess tent and there's not <coughs> the best food there, but it's filling Unless it's you guys all completely gone after the kobolds enter. Yeah, I was about to say, it, <laughs> it, if you want to, you can add some of your own stuff, you know, to flavor it up. But because you do have some we spices, can, uh, spare some of our rations to. While I just go and uh, look through our stuff for something to for Uthra to eat for the evening. Excuse me. And you do so. I just grabbed like a small roll. And um you're told that the the tent the the guest bunk the guest bunk house is just a small walk away from that one. It's close to the commander's tent. And you can yeah. you can go on ahead and you know sleep for the night. 
So, is there anything else you want to do in Camp Vengeance before you leave? It's literally just a resting spot. I think there's like one traitor in in the whole camp. No. There's not. At least not currently. Uh, nobody's sheltering yeah. there that's trading goods. Okay. And I think we're good. Yeah. I just say uh, I get at least one of the cots and Uthra can sleep in front of the tent. That's fine. So, you have yourselves a nice rest and um, get ready to set out in the morning. Um, so, where are you going? Going to continue down to the Cobol Mountains. All right. Probably, let's see. We would end up about there, I think. Yeah. Now, are you yeah, wanting... To... South of Mahala. Um, it's actually Mabala, but, Mala. um, yeah, Mabala. Um, are you wanting to go to Mabala or are you skirting around it? Um, I think it might be safer to skirt it. Yeah, we'll, we'll skirt. Skirt, skirt. Uh, I, as a player, don't know much about actual Chult other than it has dinosaurs. Yeah, and uh, but, I don't but remember... But Suka herself would know more. Yeah, I don't remember the those particular ruins too well. Um, well... Um, from what, so from what as Kira far as said... Sarah is concerned, uh, she doesn't remember what Kira told her about them. Alright, well, what, what you see as you pass by it is... Uh, a plateau and it seems to have walls around the edge of the plateau okay I guess Could... it was like a city at one point a few centuries ago maybe um if Suka would want to she can roll a <sighs> a history check to see if she remembered what she's heard or Remembers about Mbala. Flat 17. Flat 17. Okay. So, do you know, just by your role, that Mbala is a ruin? It used to be a town. And something happened that made the inhabitants just slowly, one by one, disappear. And they don't know if anybody's still up there or not, because any time they sent an envoy to see what was going on, there was only one that came back that said the city, the town was empty, save for one person. And that one person was really nice. Okay. Hmm. And that was about, like, 50 years ago. So probably dead by now. Unless they're elven or dwarvish. Which I don't think there was that many. But uh, the the rest of the Chult. information that you know outside of that is foggy. Something about, like, she was really... Th this individual is a, is, a, is a female, and she was really good at cooking really good food. 
you, you Ration-wise, you probably are we able to waste a day? Yeah. Okay. I mean, it's uh, up to you if you want to go explore it. Might as well check it out, because, you know, if it's an abandoned city, you know, I could probably set up another outpost here full of kobolds. Yeah. You know. Oh, right. Future. I mean, if you want to Trade take it over. Alright, so instead of skirting, you decide to go straight to it? Uh, more or less. Okay. So. We'll, we'll park the caravan probably maybe quarter mile outside the walls. <clears throat> or well, just, you know, on the mesa. Yeah, because the the thing is, is it's it's a long and winding slope going all the way up to the top of this plateau. Okay. Um, it actually you get there about afternoon. By the time you get up to the top, it is now nightfall. Okay. So it's it's a good like three four hour trek, you know, up a zigzagging slope. Uh -huh. uh, but you do make it's it up there. Me, me and Uthra doing like short flights. <clears throat> to sort of get an overview of what's there. Yep. So real quick. My computer's acting really slow, but it's probably because I have like 15 things open right now. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe if I shut that off, it'll stop consuming all the... <clears throat> consumer of all the bandwidth. Yep. Um... Hmm. I'm just pulling up a map. Okay. I'm I'm just trying to think of like what would be the best way to do this. Best way to do what? The wagons near the entrance. Well, that and, like, how to explore the place. Sorry, I keep hitting my mic. It's alright. <clears throat> um. So, what would make people slowly disappear over time? Other than just a disease or something. Um. I'll play. Could be a multitude of things. Um, you want to roll to see what your what your character is convinced of. Sure. All right. What what rumors happened in the cobalt pipelines uh, in the mountains? Uh, this, this would time... be. Oh, th this would be either a history or investigation history for. Um, think, thinking about what you've heard 
about the different types of disappearances and how they correlated, or investigation of figuring it out yourself, you know, putting the pieces together. Doesn't matter, because I got uh, no modifiers in intelligence, nor in any of that. Oddly enough, I'm good, I'm kind of okay with Arcana. Is weird. Yeah. That also nature, weird. obviously. Would an insight check work? <laughs> yeah, I, I would also do insight just in case. Okay. I'll do insight instead of investigation because I actually have a slight bonus to that. Yeah. Uh, I'm well, doing even if I even if it was investigation, thing. uh nineteen and with a plus four to investigation, that's a twenty-three. So slightly better than me. Okay. So what is the kobold convinced of? <clears throat> What's this Steve's doing? Clear all fogs. There we go. Let me go on ahead and put you on here. And put Lacera. Oh, we're not add condition. Holy crap! Away. I'm huge compared to the rest of the buildings. That's awesome. Um, eh, scaling is off. That's all. Yeah, it's actually pretty big, and I did. I don't. I don't want to have you guys. Uh huh. Um. Completely to scale for the size of the map. Completely to scale for the size of the map because it would take four freaking ever to do. Like you, you, you would spend like two real time weeks, not in game weeks, real time weeks playing out this entire area, if that was the case. <laughs> so, Jeez. um, you still, I'd, I'd say you still cover the, the, uh, thirty feet of movement. You know, whatever your movement speed is. But mm -hmm. it, it would be accelerated time until you get to that point, and then it go back to normal time to where we can discuss certain things. So, anyway. <clears throat> but you... You... What, what was your roll again? On insight? 23. 23. With a 23 insight, you think it could be one of two things. Either this remo this remote location was not allowing people to to live here and get supplied easily, therefore it was infeasible to stay, even though they built up a city. Or something a little bit more nefarious went on where people were getting killed one by one and nobody seemed to care. Like, nobody in the city seemed to care. If that makes any sense. Versus my 21 investigation of immediate surroundings. Uh, 21 investigation of immediate surroundings. You see, um, just on the horizon, because this is a large plateau, um, I'd, I'd say every, like, foot that you traverse compared to this map is 10 feet. So, yeah. it's, it's pretty, it's pretty stunkin' big. I'm just going to zoom in a little bit so that 
your characters are easier to see. But from what you can see, yeah. there was a good number of, like, this wasn't just a city. This was a it's large big. city. It was big. It was massive. And for it to be in decay and ruin, it makes no sense. Um, if it was this big and this thriving, it looked like they had agriculture and farms up here. Um, long decayed. There should have been no way, no reason for this to have gone south for people to start just start disappearing. You're pretty sure that it's more nefarious in nature of what happened. Okie dokie. I mean, we could see if there is like some intact farming implements or something here this area here seems to be most of the lower city i guess yeah and um that's what you can see from the lower city is um there was agriculture there was pens and there was uh you know butchery stuff like that and it looks like beyond that is where the quote-unquote capital of mbala would be <laughs> And, you know, capital per se. Like the, the main city. The main government building. Yes. Where the where the prince would, would have lived. Yep. And it's kind of foggy up here. Like, I don't have the, the fog of war set up, but it's kind of foggy up here. Okay. This, uh, by, um, the by the by, that... That does mean visibility is half. So, anything that relies so, on sight, you don't have keen sight, is at disadvantage. I mean, I'll let you still have your roles because investigation, you're getting up close and looking at things. But um, from here um, on out, if it's like looking off into the distance, you're seeing through a through a obscuring fog. Bank of mist. Yeah. I'm a pop in my Drake mm -hmm. and Tizzy. All right. Because Tizzy's always with me. Yeah. And and Lacera, um, you can bring in Uthra if you so wish. Uthra is is with you, but you can you can pop him onto the map if you want. Yeah. Hold on. Get a scroll to <clears throat> that. Way to do. <coughs> All the way down. <laughs> oh, good <he> lord! <laughs> yeah. Yep, he's gonna be large That's on the map. Boy. Yeah, he's gonna be large on the map. That's okay. Um, yet again, these are you're 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 talking not to scale. Not to scale. So he, um, he should be like. Two-thirds the size this token is. Yeah. And anyway. With um, Suka and Rost and especially Tizzy, y'all would be dots on the map, so I didn't want to do that. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. Better to not be too scale. Um, while we're all closer together, I'm gonna just, uh, clap my hands and cast, uh, Pass Without a Trace on us. Okay. <clears throat> all right. 
Do you all have an extra D10 on your stealth rolls? Uh, not a D10, uh, it's, no, a it's flat just a 10. plus 10. Or a flat 10, yeah. Um, also, because... Which is a flat because, 20 for me. <laughs> yeah, by the by. Um, yeah, me too. Because of the... Because of the obscuring mist, I would also allow you guys to roll advantage on it, unless the, unless on stealth. yeah, because you're advantage with plus twenty. Yes, yeah, for both of us. Well, for all of you, no, actually, for everyone. <laughs> yeah, the only ones who don't get plus twenty is probably the mana core. Well, the minions. Yeah, the minions don't have plus twenty. I, yeah. I don't know what raw stealth is. Um, that is a do plus four, so it'd be plus fourteen until this spell effect yeah. ends. So, are you guys going to snoop around, try to find this, try to find the corpse of this Gormand? What are you going to do? Um, I'm gonna make my way to. This big old temple-looking thing. Okay. Well, occasionally, you know, just peeking. Um, you know, on my way, I'm peeking inside these ruins as I go along. So looking are, for useful bits. Are Are you going to still yeah, be stealthing? Yes, I will be rolling now. <laughs> All right. Yeah, that's uh twenty. Uh, 33. 33. Use stealth into the next dimension. Um, that, that wasn't even advantage. <laughs> yeah. Make that 35 advantage. Mine's 34. Yep. So you're slightly more stealthy. 24 <laughs> plus 10 is 34. Um, are you moving up with yeah. her? Uh, not quite because she stealthed harder than I did. So I didn't quite see where she went. It's a it's a three foot tall kobold running in fog with magic yeah, and stuff. So, so yeah. I, I I decided to go explore the uh lower city a little bit to see if I could find a good spot to put the wagons for the night. Or at least huh. the animals. See if there was um, like a paddock or something. Rost critted. So Rost rolled a twenty-four, but he also critted. So like as you're as you're moving off, you look back and you're like, Okay, Rost, what and you look around and he's gone. <laughs> <laughs> he suddenly changed uh sub he suddenly changed monk subtypes. He went from weighted to shadow. Oh no, he's still weighted. But he is, and that was without He's me rolling. It now. It's not. It's without him rolling of the advantage. Yeah. No, I just see this faint red bl blur because he didn't roll higher than me. I mean, no. he rolled higher in my passive perception. I know, but he critted. <laughs> I'm just putting it that he just. Um... He's gone. It's don't count on skill rolls. Okay. So, oh, um, well. as you're... <laughs> I, I just told Uthra to stay with the wagons. Alright. As defender of the kobold children. Okay. Uthra's, Uthra's all uh -huh. for that. So... I hear you, doggo. So... Yeah, she's barking so at I'm neighbors. just basically gonna... Move. 
Uthra to the top of the this pathway. Yeah. Um. So while while you so okay. Um. I want both of you to roll a d10. Whoever gets the highest is the one I'm going to concentrate on first. Okay. Five. Five. Hey, I guess it's me first. And seven. Okay. Uh, Lissera, as you're walking... No, as you're walking over that way, you see, you know, dilapidated houses that have been... Re- that, you know, nature is starting... Has taken... Or not starting to, has taken it back over. Um, trees growing out of buildings. Or out of houses. And lichen um, covering the sides. It's... And vines and all that... All that goodness. And you do see, like, animal pens that are empty. Um, feed still in them, but the feed is long turned to dust. And a lot of the stuff it's around there is... Yeah, and a lot of the stuff around there is dilapidated. You're guessing you're, where you're at, you were in the agricultural district of Mbala. Is there anything you would like to do? Yeah, it's pretty... Uh, I was just gonna see if one of the paddock areas was dirty enough for the animals that we could just move the wagons and let them graze on the grasses and uh, plant seeds. Oh yeah, there's a there's a lo- enough plant life that the uh, grazers that you have can eat there and can um you know. Yeah, stay I'm just there wanting for the to night. give them, you know, a little time uh, free of the wagons. That's why I was wanting to see if one of the paddocks was in good enough condition. It's not in the best shape. Um, you actually lean on one of the boards and you can start to hear it cracking. Like it's It's been weathered a lot. But it's enough to where it would give them a good boundary to let them know, you know, where to stop. And they've been trained. They they know not to charge fence lines. Okay. So. You're just going to move yeah. them there? Yeah, I'm going to. Essentially, <clears throat> I go back to Uthra and them, and I tell them, okay, I found a place we can uh, loose box. Our loose box, Sarah and uh, Ankly. Okay, and uh, Uther gives a nod, and and, ha- and have a- Uther just keep a a weather eye on them and and the kiddos. Yeah, and Amon says, "I I will." Amon says, "I will guide them over there," and she starts. All right. Moving the caravan over in that direction. Basically, wherever Uthra is, is the location of our wagons. Oh, I can do this. I figured that's roughly where that paddock was. Um, Let me go on ahead and put... Um, Let me go on ahead and set down a commoner. He's playing guard dog at this point. Or guard cat. Let me set down a commenter. This will be your... To represent Mon. Yeah, or not to represent a Mon, just the commenter will be the token that represents where your caravan currently is. 
Alright. <laughs> so. And then I'm just gonna take a look inside this structure. Alright. Go on ahead. See if there's anything useful we could add to the wagons. Go on ahead and give me an investigation. Nice. Ooh, 27. <laughs> so, you go in and the floors are creaky. The There's whole patches of holes in the ceiling and the walls. Um, a piece of a piece of a tree is just kind of melded through the building. And you search the cabinets. There's no food. Whatever food was there is now perished. Um, you checked, you check underneath a couple beds that are in a couple of the rooms and find nothing but mattresses that are so old that they, you start to lift them and they start falling apart. Bed frames that you, bed frames that you lean on just kind of almost immediately break. Creek. Um, but you do put your foot yeah, down. I was mostly looking for like metal. I know. You do put your foot down on a floorboard and it shifts, moving the floorboard out of the way. You find a small sack, you know, a small pouch and it's uh, just in the floorboard. Or under the floorboard. Very carefully to make sure it doesn't just fall apart in my, my hands. How carefully do you lift it? Roll, slide a hand. Ready? Very carefully, because you rolled a 15 plus 5 is 20. So, very carefully lifting it. You start to see like one of the seams start to rip, and you very, very quickly put your thumb over it. Um, and you take it over to an old, old table and set it down. And as you set it down and move your thumb out of the way, this very fine, almost like shiny green powder, um, almost, you know the the like holographic chips that you get. Like for like resin stuff like that that just make it all flashy and dazzly and pretty, right? Glitter. Yeah, it looks like that, but very fine. Opening the bag, you find no. Opening the bag, you find more of this powder. I will take a a kerchief out of my backpack and wrap it around the bag okay um do you want to try to investigate and see what it is it's not a thing of like you'll taste it or anything it's like you're just looking at it and trying to figure out what it is right now i'm just gonna very carefully look at my thumb after i've got everything wrapped up because i figure i've got some of it on my thumb yeah and it's not burning it's not hurting so um, this can this can either be investigation or arcana. Okay. Let's see which one is higher. I find it hilarious that our the one time an arcana check is now available. It's not. <laughs> you're halfway across, and you're halfway across the map. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, my. 
my arcana is not that great, so I'm just going to go ahead with investigation and just sort of, once I've got it, the sack wrapped up, uh, uh, head back outside to the slightly better light to stare at my thumb intently. Mm-hmm. 27 with a crit. Very intently. Um, you have heard of this substance before, and you've heard, heard it described, and it looks exactly the way it was described. This, you are certain, is residual. Okay. And by the weight of it, you being a ranger, you're able to estimate the weight of things. By the weight of it, you're guessing it's about a solid pound, which you know is roughly on the mar no on the market, roughly about five hundred gold worth of residual. Basically, it means if you cast a spell and you need components for that spell in the in the amount of whatever, instead of using the components. You can use the residuum as a replacement in the amount of gold of those components. It's like a mana well, but it can also be sold for money. So, your choice. Yeah, I, I, I just go ahead and wrap another of one of my kerchiefs around the outside of the sack and very carefully rub my thumb onto the top of the sack okay. to get all of it off into it. Um, as, as you rub your thumb on, and it's not going to ruin anything. You're still going to get the 500 gold with a residual. But as you rub your thumb along the top of the sack to just scrape the little bit of residual off onto it, that piece of yeah. fabric comes with your thumb. Like this thing is yeah. just deteriorated so bad it's falling apart. I will. But I having tried. having it wrapped in, in two kerchiefs and tied up, you'll be able to keep it rather easily. Yeah. Yeah. And then I just carefully stick it back into my pack. Okay. Suka! Um, as you're walking past and looking at the various uh, structures that are uh -huh. around you, um... They are kind of equivalent to Mayan architecture um, for us in the real world. Mm -hmm. And they seem like the ones that are made of stone, they're still standing. They're just overgrown with lichen and moss. Except, no, except for as Ross gets a little bit ahead of you, points out this one house um, right about here. That. Okay that seems to still have lights on and is rel is you know not taken over by nature at least not completely hmm um two things one i want to sneak up to that house and take a peek second um the reason I have my Drake Companion and Tizzy over here in this little more ruined part is so they can search through it for stuff. Okay. Um, you can go on ahead and give me investigation checks for the both of them. Okay. I'll use and this red one for Tizzy. And just use their individual modifier. 
Yeah, since you're not with them, they're using their individual modifiers. Um, Tizzy gets a um flat nineteen, while the Drake gets a ten. Eleven minus one. He's like okay. The Drake the Drake found um a couple interestingly shaped rocks. It's basically yeah, just a couple interestingly shaped rocks. It will um, take the rocks. Yeah, and and, and that's he just all that picks them up and he's showing them to Tizzy. That's all they are is rocks. Tizzy, no, as he's showing Tizzy his rocks, like look, I I got no, I got rocks. Tizzy's like, oh yeah, well I found a doll, and it's it's a uh, in pretty bad shape, but it's still a doll. You know, like a little kid's. Tizzy will also keep the doll. Yeah, it's 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 a yeah. wo- it's a wooden doll, so it's not as deteriorated as like anything that's cloth. But um, as she shows him. I have a doll. The uh, one of the arms of the doll, which is actually held on by by twine, just kind of falls off. There's just a sad pseudo dragon cry. Suka just gets this impression of <laughs> just this little sad bubble of it broke. Uh, I'm pretty sure we'll be able to fix it. Yeah. Suka will shake her head, and the pseudo-dragon will just pick up all the pieces, sit on the drake's back, and just, uh, like, you know, like a child, attempt to put it back together. Yeah, it's gonna require more Suka will attempt stealth. Alright, well, you're already stealth, so... Suka will continue stealthing. Yeah. You can continue with your previous role. Alright, I'm up to the building. Alright. What do I see? Um, what are you peeking through? There are four windows and a door, and there's an upper floor with two windows. Oh yeah, and this thing's built on stilts. I'll peek through so. the bottom windows first. Alright. Uh, well, I have a climb speed now, so that's good. Yeah. So, well, like, I just kind of, like... Yeah. Well, there, there's also like a ramp going up to it, so you you were able to sneak up the ramp and then go around the side of the house. You peek in through the window yeah. and you see a not a roaring fire, but a fire in the fireplace, and the room is warm. It's rather chilly up here, and the room is warm, and there's bits and baubles hanging about in the ceiling or in the rafters, um, some different, like, herbs, and, um, you can see that the cabinetry, that the cabinetry is open-faced cabinetry, and it has, or open-faced shelving, and it has different spices, and mushrooms, and different types of vegetables, um, there seems to be- like a druid's hut. No, it looks like a nice, cozy home. A table with one chair is in the room, and there's also a high-backed cushion chair that does not seem to be as deteriorated and dilapidated as the rest of the ruin that you walk through. Um, Over by the fireplace, with nobody sitting in it currently. You look around, 
don't necessarily see anything else. That's what you can readily see with your base vision. Hmm. Okay, given the creepy nature of what's happened to this place, um, and okay, for Shard, for whatever reason, didn't let me pick a second favored enemy. Okay. So, I'm going to let you know, I was going to pick monstrosities. So, okay. dragons and monstrosities. Um, um, just real quick, what does monstrosities cover? I just want to make sure I get everything correct. A huge majority of stuff. Like, if it's not humanoid, it's likely a monstrosity. Okay. Um... Just out of curiosity, could I roll to make some sort of roll to see, um, could this have been the work of, I think they're called Thistle Hydras, or something like that, some kind of Hydra? It's the one that, like, does the weird music sound illusion shit. What is it? I'm sorry. I was looking something up. Could I make some sort of roll to see is it possible that what caused everyone to disappear was this particular type of Hydra that does this sound illusion shit? <laughs> to the point where, like, it slowly eats people and they don't know. No um, one notices. Nature check. I get to roll advantage. I'm glad I did, because that first one was a one. So, 24. 24. One and a 19. By the looks of things, and by the way everything looks, it might be possible, but you're not 100% sure. Um, Because it, it doesn't really seem like... Because the thing is, is when a Thistle Hydra eats something the people forget that that thing existed, but there are memories that there were people still here. You know, names, birthdays, th it's all remembered. And Thistle Hydras erase you from history when they eat you. So that's probably not it. You're it it erases sure. you from the minds of the people that are, like, within its singing vicinity. But, like, it doesn't, you know, warp reality. Yeah. It warps minds, not reality. So people, right. for, so if someone from the inside went outside the range, they would remember. But they'd be like, I don't know where he went. Okay. But they wouldn't know they got eaten, though. It's like a permanent modify memory bullshit that goes on. Do you think that might be a possibility? All right. Uh, final thing, mm -hmm. I would like to look for tracks around this house to see if the person who lives here is either still here or like went somewhere and like when they might be back. Okay, um, that would be a survival check. Hell yeah! Hell yeah! That's an eighteen. Eighteen. 
Um, from the looks of everything around you, um, and the the signs, you see tracks that are uh, footprints, humanoid in shape. Um, most likely somebody that wears shoes. Um, going to and so from not, not a kobold. Yeah, going to and from this building or this house, but not mm-hmm. a lot of them. Um, the, from what you can tell, the most recent were heading inside. And that's basically all you get from that. Okay. Um. Let's see. You said you Should still I have... Wait for you you huh? can you can choose to wait for Lissera or you can whatever you want to do. <clears throat> um can I have a ready to action and knock on the door to see if anyone answers? What is your ready to action? To cast Misty Step. <laughs> okay. So you're gonna ding dong ditch this this individual, okay? I won't <laughs> ding dong ditch. I'm just like have it at the ready. Like the second anything bad looks like In anything words, bad's gonna happen. Hostile I'm intentions a... will trigger the ding dong. You're gonna do the ding dong, but hostile intentions trigger the ditch. Okay. Yes. Well. Just letting you know, you can only hold Misty Step as long as one one turn. So, remember that. Okay. Um, so, you're going to knock on the door? Yeah. Okay. Uh, we will go back to Lissera as you're knocking on the door and holding holding on to that cantrip. <laughs> Lissera, what are you doing? I was coming over for Tizzy when I heard felt that little wave of sadness. Yep. So I, I've decided to investigate why she's sad. Yep. Tizzy is... Also, uh, I, I lost uh, audio on you guys, so I didn't hear anything you said earlier. I had to rejoin the call. Oh. Um, what did you miss out on? Like, like what was uh, the last thing? Because I heard you say stuff about the Ding Dong Ditch. Okay, the last thing I heard was uh, Suka was about to, like, I guess, poke her head over a windowsill. And okay. then yeah. I, I saw rejoined the an call. Empty, yeah, I saw an empty building like about, with a fireplace know, on. Ten... That's about it. Yeah. It, 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 what, what she saw was empty house. Or nobody's in it. Um, fireplace is going. There's spices on shelves. There's um, stuff hanging from the ceiling, um, like you know, different types of uh, dried er- dried herbs and other such uh, stuff. And there is a single table in the middle of the room with one chair and a candle. Oh, I forgot to mention that, and a candle in the middle of the table, um, half burnt. And there is a no, um, and there is a high back chair, you know, plush high back chair that still seems to be in pretty good shape, sitting next to the fireplace, empty. 
and there's no other signs of somebody in the house, but Suka found out there was tracks going into the house. So there's more than likely something, somebody in there. So just, they're likely upstairs rather than the downstairs area she peeked into? Yes. More than likely. Okay. Um, but, you have... Yeah. <clears throat> uh, Lucera felt the uh, wave of sadness coming from Tizzy, so she decided to see where what was making Tizzy sad. Uh, um, you just see Tizzy sitting on the Drake's back, like trying to haphazardly put the arm back onto the wood doll. Yeah, with, as, like a single tear rolling down her face. As she does, the Drake that... is just piling rocks on his back. Yeah, as she does that, the uh, the other arm, or no, one of the, the left leg of this doll just kind of falls off. And she screeches again. <laughs> you can like see that it's, it's, not a, it's not a complex doll. It's literally just pieces of wood held together with twine. It seems the twine has deteriorated to the point to where it's just falling apart. Uh, some new twine would actually... String it back together. I think I have some in one of my belt pouches, so I'll just uh, look around and see if I can find it and see if I can convince Tizzy to let me put it back together properly. Okay. So um, he seems to be already so attached to it. Yep. Yeah. So, um, Suka, how much does Tizzy not want to hand this over because she probably would think that Lissera is taking it unless she trusts Lissera? Um, Tizzy took a bullet for Lacera, metaphorically here, uh, and kind of literally. Um, so Tizzy trusts Lacera, so she'll just hand it over. Okay. So... Like some kind of impression of thanks? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's, yeah. it's, it's no problem. It was mainly going to be a thing of if, uh, if Suka was going to be a jerk or TS was going to be a jerk and be like, Oh, you're going to have to persuade. <laughs> then I was going to have you roll a, nah. a I was going to have you roll a persuasion, but if she's willing, then yeah, it's. <laughs> Tissy is very fond. Tissy <laughs> very I accidentally rolled a 21 on animal handling. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Then Tizzy's so. very happy. Um, I'm going to need you to make a sleight of hand, another sleight of hand, just to see how well yeah. you put this thing back together. Yeah. <laughs> poorly. Oh, poorly. One of the legs... Like, you put too much um, twine in the legs... And in the arms, so and the head is a solid attachment, but the the arms and the legs kind of dangle further than they should. I, I nodded them just a little too low. Yeah, you not you nodded it just a little too low, and it's one of those that it's a pass through. So like you pull on one arm to make it correct, and the other arm's dangling lower. <laughs> and you pull on the other one, and it just shifts it over. It kind of looks like a wooden Slenderman now. <laughs> I think that just makes I just it better. Look at it and just that's just better. Uh, let, let let me try this again and try to redo the knot. 
Does Tiv- does Tizzy give it back or snatch it from her? T- Tizzy lets her do it. <laughs> Tizzy lets her try again because <laughs> she finds this amusing. Okay. Um. <laughs> yeah. The, um. You you fix the legs, but now the arms are so the arms like. You just can't figure out how to get the arms to be just the correct length. You rolled it. I, I accidentally screwed so, up the knot. I can't get it back out. Yeah, you accidentally screwed up the knot. You can't get it back out. So it just it looks. So it, it's no, just Slenderman. It just looks like a gorilla. Yes. <laughs> yeah, just a little bit. Yeah. I at think that, Tizzy's happy with a gorilla doll. At that point, Tizzy's just like whatever it takes it from you. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's more like no. I'm frustrated, and here, this is the best I can do. She kind of looks it over, like, moves the arms up and down, and, like, when she sets it down, it actually sits in a gorilla pose. Yeah. She claps her little claw <laughs> hands. Le- le- the, le- the legs are straight out, almost in a little V pattern, and the front the front arm, no, the arms just kind of are leaned forward, so it just kind of just sits there almost menacingly. And she just tab- telepathically sort of like, flashes the image of the sitting on, on the Drake's back. Yeah, she, she. There's just a telepathic image of a monkey, and her, with with like a little smiley face. Yes. Yeah. Smiley face monkey. So, is there anything else you want to do? Any more movement you want to do, or? I think the Drake in is gonna just eventually just kind of start wandering, uh, over where Rost is, taking Tizzy with him. Okay. But other than that, yeah, because the Drake's collected enough fancy rocks. Okay. So Rost is already backing you up, Suka. And Lacera, you come up to the... I'm just sort of slowly walking up the ramp, so uh, just sort of wave. Yeah. Not really making any sounds, because... (laughs) Um, but as as you're walking up, you hear Suka knock on the door. Just good three knocks, and you hear the floorboards creak upstairs, and then the sound of somebody coming downstairs. Are you doing anything at this point other than holding on to that um, misty step? Uh. Now I'm just gonna hang on to the misty step, and um, until something bad happens, I'm gonna keep holding on to it. Just on my turn, I'm just gonna keep holding that action, but still, you know, try and keep a conversation with whatever person appears. Okay. Um, the door opens, and this little old lady shows up. <clears throat> um, and she goes, "Oh." Well, I have guests. Oh, hello there. I don't get guests that often. Um, is there anything that I can do for you, adventurers, um, travelers? What are you? Uh, we're adventurers. I am, uh, Regent Suka. Of Regent? Yes, um, I was passing by and I remembered a story, uh, I heard from an fellow saying that there was only one person left in this abandoned city. Well, that would be me. Do you mind uh, if I ask 
do you know what happened to everyone? Because it is a bit curious. Well, I've been living up here alone for the longest time. And my memory's a bit fuzzy. Um, and you, you could actually see, like, underneath her, her wizened hair that she has slightly pointed ears. And she goes, I've been, you know, alone up here for so long. And um, I, I live here with my daughter. And we just make our own. I, I come here, you know, shortly before everything went south. But I, I knew that if I, if I leave, I'd be leaving everything behind. So I just stay. Okay. Um, is there like any insight check or something I can do to tell? Is this woman actually just an old elven woman or is she like actually a hag or something? You can go on ahead and make a check. Uh, what kind of check would, would that be? Insight. That would be insight. just going to see if she's 17 about the 17 um she seems to be oh it's 24 all right so the insight check on her uh 17 she seems to be a what you can tell um at least half elven because if it's been 50 uh -huh. years and she was a mother while she was up there um, half-elves do age slower than regular humans. Um, meaning that she would have probably been in her, like... Anywhere from 20s to 70s? Yeah, um, at that point in time. And... No, she's uh, elderly. She's got to be somewhere in <laughs> the century mark. Yeah. And you don't see any, uh... You know, any other signs of, you know, like, you know, of what, how a hag would try to trap people. It, it kind of looks like that, but you're not too sure. What it seems to you is like this is a kindly older lady. Um, Lysera, what you gather <clears throat> from, from the, the words of her saying, my daughter, there's a hint of sorrow in her voice when she says it. Um, you're not sure if it's her daughter who has an affliction that she has upstairs or her daughter that she keeps an urn in memory. But you can tell that at one point in time, yes, she did have a daughter and according to her, her daughter is here. So, uh, what other information did you want to know? Cause you rolled really high. <laughs> Uh, like what exactly happened people just started disappearing yeah I, I just go um, <clears throat> when did you start noticing the disappearances um well it, it happened pretty quick it took about 10 years but we, I don't know um it seemed like some sort of illness, maybe, but the people that were 
disappearing were whole and well and I I tried to keep my daughter away from it and I succeeded but I'm afraid that if we leave this house she would be consumed as well Would it happen to be a type of hydra that's doing this? I don't know anything mm. about a, a hydra being here. If I knew there was a hydra, then I would leave. But <clears throat> not, not the, not with this type of hydra, because it does memory manipulation bullshit. Yeah, that would be scary, but um. May we see your daughter? Well, she's very ill. Um, if you if you do want to to see her, um, you can you can come upstairs, but don't get close, because she has a weak immune system. I I don't want her to get any more sick. No, of course oh, not. Oh, don't don't worry. We got uh, we both know some uh magical healing. Yeah. Also, we, we actually we, we got the that uh one statue thing, don't we? Yeah. Maybe that thing could help. Well, I I can. That, that's, that'll only... depend on how he lands. Well, there, there's only enough room for maybe two of you. I, I I can't have too many people up there. It'll it'll you know scare her. Oh, of, uh, of course. How about just me and Lacera come in? Sure, Ross sure, can sure. stay out here. Oh, he he can yeah, come inside. He, he can come inside if he if he wishes. But um, the other two, I I don't know if I have enough room for all of you to come in. It, you can actually see that this is actually a smallish house. It'd be big enough for you, oh, Lucera. Oh, she's and Ross talking about in. the. Oh, she's talking about the Drake and Tizzy. Your Drake and Tizzy. Yeah. <clears throat> oh, that's understandable. They. They're the Drake's outside, basically just an animal, so he'll be fine outside. Okay. Um, so... Yeah, I, I mean, I think he's just looking at those rocks he picked up from <clears throat> the foundations of a house. Yep. Actually, when it's we look over to see what he's doing, he's, like, taking them off his back and putting them in, like, a little circle to make, like, a nest out of them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, while well, Tizzy's just playing with the doll that I sort of fixed. Yeah. So you both, or the three of you head inside, the two of you head upstairs. Um, the the stairs creak as you head upstairs, and she opens the door at the top of the, no, she opens the door at the top landing and goes inside, and then goes over to another door and gives this very light knock, and she goes, Muriel, we have visitors, and you hear nothing from the other side. She, she's just quiet. Um, Marielle, can we come in? You hear a slight cough from the other side. And she goes, that's usually her sign of yes. Um, but you, you can't go too close. Just um, You can look at her just to see if she's okay. And she takes and, and opens the... Let's see if there's anything we can do. And she takes and opens the door. And before okay. you is a young woman um probably about 14 15 years old uh, by the looks of her um skin as pale as driven snow and with like 
frosted black hair. <sighs> does she have elven ears, or does she look just human? She has elven-ish ears like her mother. Um, They're okay. pointed but rounded at the end. And this place was abandoned for, like, how many years? Roughly 50. Or maybe a little bit more. It, but, it, at least from what you recall, it was mostly abandoned <clears throat> roughly 50 years ago. But there was at least one envoy who did stop there somewhere in that time frame. Yep. So, this woman... So, like... She's fairly elderly, but she has a very young child. Yes. This child and there was one looks a little too young. Away. This child looks a little too young to have been born, you know. Even if they were born right before the whole collapse, this child should be at least 50. And granted, half-elves, you know, they'd still look pretty young, but a 14-year-old? Yeah, um, and yeah. you know that Lucera is like 22. Yep, but she's she's laying so in the bed. Clearly, this girl is younger. Yeah, she's laying in the bed, and you know, every now and then they'll like cough a couple times and just kind of turn, and she seems to have her eyes closed. Hmm. Or not turn, but shift. Right. And she goes, "Well, I I wouldn't get any closer than this." And she walk like walks about five feet into the room into a ten foot room. Can I possibly, like, do a medicine check just from where I'm standing? Sure. You know, diagnose like, at a distance. It would be a disadvantage because sure. you, you're not right on top of her checking her pulse, putting your hand on her head. Shit, really wish that wasn't a disadvantage. <laughs> that would have been a natural 20. Damn it. Uh, <laughs> dirty 20, though. A dirty 20. Um, yeah. she seems to be pretty ill. Um, from what you can tell, the paleness of her skin, how her hair is, you know, it should be like her, no, it should be like, at all accounts, it should be, you know, a raven black, but it's, when I say frosted, it seems to have lost some of its coloration. Mm. And... The way that she's coughing is a rather <clears throat> racking cough. You do also notice some scars around her neck. You're unsure as to what those are for, though. And it's not like, you know, scars around her neck, like, straight around like she was decapitated. But, like, you know, a, a sutured-up <clears throat> scar on the left-hand side of her neck, a sutured-up scar... Um, along along one of her forearms as it flutters out from the blanket. The scar in the neck, like yeah, I by sutured up. Does it look like two sutured up punctured marks? No, it looks like a line, a uh, very clean. <clears throat> line. I, I'm just gonna slowly walk closer to the uh, mom mm -hmm. and say that. I should be all well, right this... if you get. 
I, I know uh, a lot I was of that ask. medicine and herbs. I might be able to figure it out. <clears throat> well, I've, I've um, been... <laughs> can I, like, figure out possibly if she was attacked by something, can I figure out via the wounds what it was? Well, you, you've already done a medicine check. Go on ahead and let Lissera, um give it a shot. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, like I said, I I just want to be closer, so I'm not at disadvantage doing my own medicine check. Well, in order like to, I said, I, in order to be a straight roll, you have to be manipulating yeah. her directly, and Mom is not letting you any closer. Like, That's why I got closer to mom to, and telling her that, you know, I know a lot about medicine and herbal remedies and potions, and I, I've always been more of a <clears throat> healer as far as rangers go. Okay. If she'd let me get have the chance to truly examine her daughter, I might be able to actually heal. Um... Well, I'm I'm afraid other people will catch her condition. Um. But, I I, I, I can't let you any closer. Lucera, hold on. I got this. <laughs> uh, look, we really want to help, but the only way we can is if we can properly examine her. We promise nothing bad will happen. If we get sick, that's on our own. This. Yeah, it's not on you. We would never blame you if we became ill ourselves. Also, we do have that thing. And gestures to the tiny statue. <laughs> the tiny statue that I just pulled out and have in my hand. She, this she, has helped us a lot. Yeah. She looks at it and goes, um... The, how how about... summon the cleric. How about we check tomorrow, um, after she has slept a, a fair bit, some. and um, we give her some All medicine? Right. <clears throat> Can I persuade her to let me just examine the sutured up wounds? Like, not to She's touch, not letting us but get just... any cl closer than halfway across the room. Yeah, with your roll of I'm 20... standing with the mom... With your roll of 20, that's about as much as you got. Is she's, she, she's got these suture marks on her. <clears throat> Actually, with your dirty 20, you can tell that they're not wounds, they're operation marks. Like okay. somebody has doctored this person. Did she? Did the mother do that? That you and don't I'll, know. And I'll ask the mother. Did, I'll ask her, did she do those sutures? A little bit of yes and a little bit of no. Um, I I'd say yes. I I I did the the sutures. A little bit of yes and a little bit of no. Can you elaborate more on that? Well, the illness that she caught, um, it makes your skin decay. And I'm holding it at bay with this um this tonic. So. I had to cut the dead skin away, or else it would spread. Um. 
Okay, I think I think as a player I might know this. Um, so can I make like an arcana or a nature roll to see if Suka would? Hmm. Sure, pick one. Alright, uh they're both the same, so it doesn't really matter. <clears throat> yeah, but each one will give you different information. Yeah. Then we'll go with Arcana, because I think it's more of a magical thing. Okay. And that's a 19. Is it, um, like, the mummy rot thing? Alright, you're checking for mummy rot, and from your Arcana, from what you know of mummy rot, mummy rot is not treated with... Because I I know it rots the flesh. Yeah. Slowly. You know, mummy rot. So. Mummy rot is not treated with a tonic. It's treated by removing a curse. But yet, yeah, if this tonic is keeping it at bay, it must be something else. Okay. You can only guess that it's some kind of necrotic um, illness in nature. Something to do with the dead. Could this be caused by? Okay, so it's caused by... So something to do with the dead. Could it be caused by some sort of animal? Or maybe this is like a leftover remnant from... You said this took place after Tomb of Annihilation? Yes. Well, we're there after Tomb of Annihilation. Yeah, but timeline-wise, could this be like a remnant from that or something? It might be. You're not too sure. <clears throat> Only if I had some sort of nature thing to point me in the right direction. <clears throat> well, you've you've expended a whole bunch of rolls and Lacera's barely done anything. Yeah. Yeah, so. I, I was. Lazara, you can give it a roll. <laughs> I I was just going to ask her um, what the tonic is, what it does, and maybe see if I could figure it out with my uh, medical skills. Okay. Yeah. You know, um. Possibly what the uh, problem is. She goes. Well, we can. So I didn't we... really get to examine. We we can. We 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 can. Go over that when we go to make it in the morning. I can I can have your help making it. I think I'll do that. Um, we've got some friends down in the in the lower city near the agricultural area. Um, perhaps uh, if you'd stay with them as well. Me and Suka could stay here. Well, for the rest I, of the night. I, I can't go too far from from her. I, I that, that's stay why here. I was saying to have him go to them, let them know what's going on here. Oh, have Ross go? And that they should, yeah, just have Ross go, take, uh, the, possibly take Tizzy with him. I don't know. Okay. Um, she agrees <clears> to that. Me and Suka just stay up here. Because we've got some rations on us, so we should be fine for dinner. 
All right. So Ross has... tells them and, you know, they just properly set up camp near that paddock. All right. Um, you want Tizzy to go with them or Tizzy to stay with you, Sue? Uh, Tizzy's going to stay with us because, you know, she's a really good, like, stays awake while we sleep sort of thing. Okay. <laughs> have Rost and Uthra take watch down there at the paddock. All right. Um, One more question. Mm -hmm. Where was her daughter when she first contracted the disease? What part of the city? Are you gonna? Are you asking for that? Yeah. Yes. That's gonna be the final query for the night. Alright. Um. She goes. I. I don't rightly know. Um. She went out to um, fetch some things from another from a nearby town, and um, she came back with it. So I, I don't. I don't know. Okay. So she may have gotten it outside of town. Alright, so you guys are going to bed down for the night? Yeah. Yep. Uh, I will be right back. I'm grabbing some dinner. Yep, and I was about All to say, right. and that's where we're going to go on ahead and break. So. Okay. Uh, we'll take a break. You all that are listening, um, feel free to uh, you know, surf the internet or listen to our, our wonderful uh, advertisements as uh, we stop, we stretch our in. legs and uh, yeah so we'll be back Hi this is Scott thank you for listening to Arcosaur D&D on your podcast platform of choice so, while we have this break, uh, please feel free to go to our website, ArkansasTT.com, and check out any kind of merch or games that we currently have on our website. And, uh, yeah, have a good break. We'll be back in a bit. <laughs> 